Hey, everybody. There we go. Y'all uh, hung over or something? On food? All right. Today is a new day, a new year. Um, happy New Year to all of you. Um, you, you know, this, this New Year's was different for me. Not only in a new place, right, new location, but I actually stayed up past midnight. And I can't remember the last time I did that. You know, I usually go to bed about 8 or 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know, like I'm some kind of old person or something. Um, but this year, you know, I made it up. And so the last 10 seconds, um, y- you know, the countdown began for me. And so I did, I did the uh, Karate Kid, the crane, like this. And so when New Year's hit, I could be off on the right foot. That was terrible, I know. But I actually did stay up. All right, so, uh, you know, I mean, how many of us have that sort of in our minds? You know, we want to start off the new year on the right foot. Um, I love the idea of a new year because uh, I like the idea of new. And, uh, you know, gives you an opportunity or at least uh, something to think about, something to consider, something new, something different in your life. Um, and I'll probably always share this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Every new year, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I love that verse because if you're in Christ, you are a new creation inside and out. And, yeah, we're still human. Um, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. Uh, We're going to go through seasons of difficulty, of sadness, of anger, of depression. But guess what? If you are in Christ, there's always an opportunity for something new in your life. You are a new creation. Now, um, when I was thinking about this, obviously I wanted to do sort of a vision casting message for us, for Community Heights. And I wanted to talk about, you know, the newness, new opportunities for a new year. But I really kept thinking about this idea of going deeper, right? Because there's a difference between new and there's a difference between, man, God, I need you to break through. And so I I just kept running through my mind, breakthrough 2022, breakthrough 2022, see. Because you might be here today and look, today you're feeling the same way you did yesterday. Or the day before, right? You might be here today, and you might be dealing with the same issue you were dealing with two years ago. You might be here today, and look, the the stress of the economy, the stress of the pandemic, the frustrations of of finances, maybe relational issues. You got some relationships that are just not going anywhere. Maybe you just feel stuck. Maybe you feel stuck. kept running through my mind, God, so many of us need a breakthrough from you, from God. Not just new, not, not just something new. I need you, God, to break through into my life because this is not changing. Is that you today? Maybe it is. I had a feeling that 
Many of us are like that. Found uh, some interesting scripture in the Old Testament uh, in Samuel talking about David. And when I say David, you you know who I'm talking about, King David, right? The the young boy king who uh, killed Goliath, right? And, and he did that when he was a, he was a bull. He was a teenager. He slayed Goliath, right, with with a slingshot, and, and cut cut his head off, and all this amazing stuff. And Goliath belonged to uh, the Philistines. He was part of the Philistine army. All right, and we talk about this a lot. David is famous for slaying Goliath, but guess who still remained? The Philistines. See, he killed one man. The enemy was still there. And they never really could get past that. They would all they would they would eradicate them here and they would pop up there. And so they were stuck. They were stuck. And if you read 2 Samuel chapter 5. It tells us that David eventually becomes king when he was 30 years old. You know, David killed Goliath when he wasn't king. But he became king at 30 years old, and one of the first things that he does is starts conquering land. He establishes the city of David, fortifies this area, and then he starts attacking Philistine strongholds. 2 Samuel 5 verse 20. And David came to Baal Perazim. I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but you probably would say it the same way. Um, came, came to there, and David defeated them there. And he said, notice this, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal Perazim. Now, if you look up the meaning of that place, it means this, the Lord who breaks through. The Lord who breaks through. Now, I just want you to picture this. For years, for decades, there's this enemy that they're not getting anywhere with. They've even slaughtered their biggest and their best, and they're still there, and they're stuck. They're not getting anywhere until David surrenders to the Lord and the Lord breaks through. And historically speaking, this is the turning point of the whole battle against the Philistines. Let me ask you this. Where do you need a breakthrough today? Family? Work? Marriage? Where are you stuck? And like you, you know it's a new year, but you're sort of doubtful that things are going to change. <laughs> the Lord who breaks through is what the Bible tells us. He does things that we can't. He makes things happen that we don't think can. Now, I, I set this up, and I, I'm going to go um, transition here, and you'll, you'll see what I mean. I'll circle back around to this. Where do you need a breakthrough? I want you to consider that as uh, we move on in this message. What I want to do now is um, 
I want to talk to you about our mission. Many of you know what our mission is, and I want to talk to you about our discipleship strategy. If you're new to Community Heights, this will give you a little bit of information about what our church is about. If you're a part of Community Heights, this is going to be something we're going to talk about several times a year because we always need to come back together to regroup, to discuss why we're here and why we do things that we do. All right, and it's, I got to let you in on a secret. That's not really a secret, but it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everything's for him. So first of all, our mission, our mission is building a community of Christ followers until the Lord returns. And, and um, here's why I wanted to mention breakthrough. I believe this year, 2022, is going to be a breakthrough year for Community Heights. I really do. And what I mean by that is last year was, was good, and I can see the Lord's blessings upon so many lives here and upon our church. And it's not like we're in a bad place. I don't want you to get that idea. But I do feel, I, and I'm praying that God will break through through our church, in our church, in ways that we have not seen. And I believe he's going to do that this year. I'm praying for that. I want you to pray for that too. Our mission is this, building, we're working, we're building a community, of, a community of people to tell them about Christ and to teach them to follow Christ. And we're not going to stop. Like we don't get to a place where we're comfortable. We don't get to a place where we don't consider changing anything because we're good. We want to build a community of Christ followers, and we're going to do that until the Lord returns. We just finished Christmas. We celebrated Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus coming, being born, God born in the flesh. He is coming again, and that seldom gets any reception. He's coming again. A reformer Martin Luther said this, there are two days on my calendar, this day and that day. And as, look, all right, today's the second. So as you look through 2022, our calendars are filling up, aren't they? Already. Let's get together, let's get together, that birthday, this vacation, this and that. Is the Lord's return on your calendar somewhere? Like, like, are you looking at that? Man, he's coming back. And so we need to be busy. We need to be busy. So that is our mission. Everything we do revolves around that. Well, that begs the question, what does a Christ follower look like? And so um, recently, last year, we, we came up with this discipleship strategy that I love. I love it because it's so good. And it's so simple. And so uh, a new believer we can carefully go through and, and walk through this with, and they'll get it. Uh, if you've been a Christian for a while, this is a good gauge to show you where you need to be. It shows you where you are, and maybe you've got some work to do. I don't know. But this is called the journey, the discipleship journey. Hey, one of the most important things that you can share with somebody is giving your life to the Lord means giving your life to the Lord. Like it's not a magic spell that you repeat, right? It's not just a momentary decision. It's a lifelong commitment. And uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a journey. 
it's a journey. There'll be ups and downs, difficulties, and, and straight paths. There'll be times of joy, and there'll be times of, of sorrow. And man, it, it is a journey. It is a journey. It begins with faith in Christ, and it's devoting your life to following Him, to constantly looking at Him and living like Him. And so we've outlined four steps that uh, we believe following Christ. You can easily see what that looks like. First of all, is to gather together. The Bible teaches us that God's people gather together. They, they come together. The word church means uh, assembly. It, depending on which you're reading the Old Testament or the New Testament, it means assembly. Or it means, um, it can mean those who are called out or separated ones. And here's the thing. What that means is that you are called out from the world. And you were called together to assemble together. Right? It's two things. You're, you're, you're called out. You're to be separated from the world, but not separated from each other. Grouped together. And, man, I see so many, not just, and I'm not talking about here at Community Heights but in general, but uh, so many Christians out there just kind of blending in and just allowing the world system to... to be a part of their lives. That's not what the Bible teaches us. Called out, separated, a special group of people, actually God's children, right? The family of, of God. Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day Approaching. Yeah. Scripture encourages us to don't neglect meeting together. Don't give up meeting together. You're going to need to meet together more as time goes by. And the Lord's returning, and as that day draws nearer, man, we need to put an emphasis on gathering together more. You see, the Bible refers to the church. Paul uses these metaphors of a body, of a building, of a family. And man, when you think about family, what do you think about? Together. Together. I mean, as a matter of fact, Christians are called brothers and sisters in Christ. Together. Together. And, and it, that was amazing this morning in the praise team. When we come together and we worship, just something happens that doesn't happen when we're not together. Look, you can worship going down the road listening to Sirius XM. You can, but you're not together. You're missing out on that type of, of worship that, that God gets the glory from if you're not devoted to the gathering. There's just something special about God's people coming together, encouraging one another. Man, I know so many, so many of you have had uh, the past maybe couple weeks or couple months have been hard. And you, what you don't need is more of out there. You need more of in here. You don't need more TV or Internet or traveling, but what you need is more 
brother and sister in Christ fellowship. Encouragement. Somebody to pray with you. That's what you need. So we, we come together to worship. And then, so this year, um, similar to last year, we're going to do some church events where we're going to do some things. And look, that that is a community type thing, but it's also an opportunity for you to come and to gather uh, with others from the church here and to build those relationships. I want to mention this to you. I've got a slide here. Uh, we're going to have a new members class at the end of this month. There's five Sundays in January. The last Sunday, it's January 30th. New members class at 1130. And look, I'm just, I'm really excited about this. Chad and I really feel like there's some people that are, are ready to go. Now look, you don't have to be a member to come here to worship, to even serve, okay? Um, and you might have heard me refer to uh, our membership as covenant membership, and I really like that term. You see, uh, membership is never commanded in, in the Bible. It's always implied. If you look at the early church, they were just, they were. They were committed to each other already, right? And so uh, a covenant is a very biblical term. And so our covenant members here are really committed to loving one another and to serving one another. And it's pretty much saying, hey, this is my home, and I'm all in. And I'm going to support it, and I'm going to pray for it, and I'm going to serve it because this is serving the Lord. This is where God has me. And then if, if you're ready for that, or, or even if you just uh, have questions or want to learn more, sign up for that class. Be on the lookout for that class. It's coming up in just a few weeks. We'll be having that right after church on Sunday, January 30th. All right? So the first step is to gather. Second step is to grow, to grow. Oh, man, the journey, it's a lifelong growing process. You're always growing. You're always learning, all right? Always maturing. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, if you look at this, what are they doing? They're growing. And these are young Christians. And when I mean young, I'm not talking about age. This is rel these are relatively new Christians. They're growing, and they're devoted to growing. What we see here are, are different ways of growth. First of all, there's personal growth. And so what they're devoted to is to coming and, and learning from the apostles. They're, they're hungry, and they're humble, right? They know they don't know it all, but they know they need it. They know they need it. And so they devote themselves to learning um, about God and to learning about the faith. So that for us, you know, here, we try our best to give you what God wants to give you. We try our best to give you his word, right? To say what he wants us to say to you, to help you grow, to help you learn. This also means that you spend time reading your Bible. We finished a series called The Word, where, man, look, you need to be connected to God's Word, right? Also, prayer. They were devoted to prayer, spending time with God in, in prayer, and I'm excited about this, too. Next week, we're going to be starting a new series, a new series focused on prayer, and this is going to be unlike any 
prayer series that you have experienced. It's dangerous. And I dare you to come. I'm being serious. Okay, we're going to spend some time like looking at prayer the way Bible talks about prayer. We're going to ask you to do some praying the way the Bible talks about praying. And it's going to be dangerous. Man, these people were devoted to prayer. And I don't know too many people that are devoted to prayer. So there's personal growth here that we see. But there's also, listen, relational growth. I don't know if you noticed or picked up on the relationship aspect here. But they were devoted to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. In other words, they spent time together. And what happened was they grew together. And so in this series, you know, we've encouraged growth groups in the past. Specifically for this series, we're going to have a special growth group on Sunday night. So we'll have the message on Sunday morning, and we'll have a growth group on Sunday night that's going to, you know, we're just going to ask people to come together, and we'll spend some time talking about that morning's message. That starts next week. Okay. Look, if, if you want to be involved in that growth group, man, it's a great opportunity for you to take the next step. There is a sign-up sheet for that out in the lobby uh, because we're going to have some food and refreshments and things like that, so we need to get a head count of how many is coming. I just wanted to share that opportunity with you. So we, we grow, we're to grow. And one of the best ways to grow is to do this, the third step, to give, to give. Now, we just finished the Christmas series, The Heart of Christmas, and at the very heart of Christmas is giving because we see that God gave it all. He gave his one and only son. Like, Jesus, baby Jesus was big God, right? Fully God. God sent him not just to be born but to die. And so the heart of Christmas is, is giving. And so we have a giving God, and, and we serve a giving Savior. And if we want to follow him, we have to be giving to. Luke 6, 38, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Love that. God wants you to give, and at the same time, he wants to give to you. Okay. And when I mention this, we automatically think financial, and yes, the Bible teaches us that we are to give financially to, back to him, because first of all, I mean, he gave it to us. It's not really ours. We're just managers. We're just stewards of, of that. Secondly, it, it honors God. When you look at what the Magi did, and they gave those gifts to honor the king, it honors him. It also shows your faith. In other words, God, you are all that I need, and I am trusting you. You can do more with this in my life than I can with it, right? It also builds his kingdom. Uh, when we give, when you give, the resources are used to build his kingdom, and it blesses you. And you're missing out on a blessing if you're not giving. But we also give through serving. And we really don't think about it this way. But remember the shepherds. 
You know, they didn't have much to give, right? But they gave a lie, their life. Sharing the good news, right? Man, we're to give our lives to serving. And the Lord, Jesus said that he came to give his life. He, get, he didn't come uh he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And we can do the same thing through giving of our lives, through serving, the serving the church, through serving others. You know, some people give money and some don't give their life through serving. You see that a lot. Like, you drop a check, I'm good, that's it. Or some people serve and don't give their, their money, right? And if you're only partially giving, you're only receiving a partial blessing. If you look at this verse, it's you give, and with the measure you give, it'll be given. You don't want to be satisfied with partial blessing. God has more. He wants to bless you with. You trust him. You give. Maybe this year you could, you know you need to start giving more. Or just start giving, period. Maybe you need to start serving. You know, uh, last year we worked really hard on, on the playground, and we're not done. We're not done. Got two pictures here I want to show you. Pay close attention. Gwen, you can spend time on the first one and then go to the second one. Got two options here, and and I want you to decide. Okay, this is normally not me. I usually pick, but so you tell me which one you want to do here, okay? Um, here's the thing. 2021 was a good year. It wasn't great. Our giving was down. Our giving was down. Um, this year, I'm, I'm expecting the Lord to break through. And so here, what I want to do is I want to go ahead with this. That's what I want to do. And, and look, this isn't just for us. Ooh, we got a playground, whatever. And if you look at the way Jesus did discipleship, he built relationships. And when I look over there, and some of you, I, I could just, I've seen it since we put it up. I've seen people come together, and I've seen kids play, and I've seen parents talk and interact. If we can create that type of environment where relationships can grow, and people can come together and grow in their love, not only for each other, but for the Lord, man, that's what we want to do. We need your help to do this. I want us to go ahead and do it, but this year we're going to be counting on you. We're going to be counting on you. So I want you to think about that. How can you give? Where can you serve? Tons of opportunities. Bob would love to have you sing and play, unless you can't sing or play, and then don't. Probably should have said that differently. But man, I can't tell you, look, uh, the audio-visual stuff, Man, Aaron, Gwen, Travis, they all uh, do a great job. Um, but it wears us out because it's a lot. 
um, if, if you're even somewhat gifted in that, we'd love to have your help. Nursery, children's, been asking for help there for years. Do you realize that? Hey, we need a breakthrough there. Man, I can't think of a better way to, to serve the Lord, to serve Community Heights, and to be involved with the next generation. Security, those guys blend in. You can't really see them, right? But we're thankful for them. Maybe you can do security. Maybe you can serve in hospitality. Thankful for all those working coffee corner. Do such a great job. Maybe you can welcome, shake hands, be a greeter. Hey, maybe you can't do any of that, but every now and then you can come and change the light bulb. Awesome. How can you give? How can you serve? Finally, last step is to go. Go. Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is the great commission. But I like to call it the great commandment. I know there's another great commandment, right? But I mean, this is... When you say commission, it kind of seems optional. sounds optional. This, Jesus said, go. Like before this, it said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go. Okay. Like if somebody has that type of authority, okay. I'm, I'm going to go. We make disciples. And Jesus said, Follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. Man. And so personally, we do that through witnessing. Through witnessing. Through living like Jesus and being a light where you work, where you live, to those around you. Um, I heard a quote one time. It says, there are five Gospels, okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you. And not very many people read the first four. Right. Never thought of that. Right. Most people don't read, the, read those, but they read you. They read your life. You can go by being a light. You know, last year uh, I mentioned this to you as a challenge to invest in just one, just one person whether you shared Jesus with them or maybe they already knew Jesus, maybe they're not church, but you, the point was just one. And I think some of you did that, but I think a lot of you didn't. But that's okay because it's a new year, right? New challenge. You ready for this? Two for 22. That's not a date. That's not February 4th. So instead of one, two. talk about breakthrough in community heights how many people do you talk to in a week how many people do you connect with on social media hey for all all year 365 days two people be maybe they're coming to your mind right now be intentional about investing in two people 
sharing Christ with them or inviting them to church, don't do that if they're already at a church. But you're, you're being intentional about investing in two people, two for 22. Also in our community, we're going to be doing some things this year to help out in our local, local community. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're looking at is helping out the foster care program here. And some more details will emerge as I have those, but be on the lookout for those. Our youth are also going to Virginia Tech to partner and to work with Megan and Christian Hurl there, who are our campus missionaries there. And, man, youth are going to have a great time. And if you are an adult and you want to help and partner with that, hey, you're invited. We want you to go. Um, we are also trying to work out something to get to Canada because I want some maple syrup. Um, but, you know, uh, Craig and Zoe Robinson are there, and we are trying to uh, have an opportunity this year to get to them and to work with them. Now, here's something that's a little bit more concrete in that we are just working out some small details is a mission trip to Montana this summer this summer okay uh, we're real excited about this pastor chad and Lindsay went earlier uh, went <laughs> later in 2021 so weird because today's the second um but so there's an opportunity there and there's going to be an opportunity for us to be involved and to go and to do lots of things anything from maintenance where we can go and work on some structures or some houses to uh babysitting for pastors in that area who never get to have a date night, wouldn't that be awesome to go and give a date night to a family in need, right, who needs it, who needs a break, um, to doing a VBS for a few days? Well, we're real excited about that. Look, uh, talk to Pastor Chad after the service is over or in the next few weeks, and he'll let you know, and, and we'll let you know. We'll announce more details as we have them, but we've got some opportunities. Look, we're going because the Lord said to the Lord said to. And here we're building a community of Christ followers until the Lord returns. So we're going to be busy. Let me ask you this. I'm going to close. Where are you on the journey? Where are you on the journey? See, isn't that good? Because you can sort of gauge it. And you might be in all of those areas, but here's the thing. You might not be uh, where you need to be in all of those areas. There's always room for growth. You never get to the end of the journey this side of heaven right community heights we are praying for and expecting god to do great things this year i'm praying and expecting 2022 to be a breakthrough year for our church will you join me will you join me praying for that and expecting that here's the thing Breakthrough is up to you. What do you mean by that? So breakthrough is up to God. Breakthrough is up to you. You see, he's the Lord of, of breakthrough. He's the Lord who, who breaks through. He's, he most certainly can. God wants to break through. Here's the thing. 
sometimes he wants first to break through to you. Right? Before, like so many times we want God to break in to our situation, but first he wants to break into your heart. I want to show you this, 2 Samuel 5, 19. All right, so we started with 2 Samuel 5, 20, right? With the Lord of breakthrough and David claiming victory over the Philistines, right? And yay and all that stuff. But before 5, 20 is 5, 19. And notice this, so David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hand. Man, how many times do we get there and we ask this question, God, I need you here. God, will you do this in my life? And we just stop and we leave it. (laughs) Many times God is saying, look, I hear you. I'm ready, but you're not. I'm ready to break in, but you're not ready for me. You notice David here is like, God, do this. Will you do this? I need to do this. Should I do this? And God simply says, go. Go. I tell you, so many people are right there. You need a breakthrough. You want something to change in your life. And God's saying, get busy. And I'll break through. And where do you need a breakthrough at in your life? question you need to ask yourself before that is, God, what do I need to do for you to break through that? What do I need to do for you to break into my heart? Maybe through this message, maybe just going through the journey, maybe God brought something to your mind, to your heart. I promise you, based on the authority of Scripture and the authority of the one who says it, you give your life to him, and he will break through in your life in ways that you never imagined. The Lord of breakthrough. Praise God that he is one who cares about our lives and wants to break in to our hearts. Let's pray. God, we pray to you today. God, as we look forward to a new year, God, we just ask that you break through. God, we ask that you break through to people that are desperate, that are hurting, that are struggling. But God, reveal to us what we need to do. Reveal to us areas that we need to grow. Reveal to us places where our faith is small. And then God, give us the courage and the strength to go. To take those steps, God. And we see you. We will see you break through. We will see you work in our lives. We will see you begin to part the waters. We see in the Exodus, God, that Moses had to raise his staff before the waters were parted. God, you are a God of miracles. You are a God of breakthroughs. But God, you want our hearts and you want our faith and trust. May we be people of faith 
Christ's name we pray. Amen.